Welcome in, one and all, for episode seven of the Travis Dufour Show. My name happens to be Travis Dufour. And now introducing, uh, not introducing, but welcoming back, Mike Yatsko. I'm the Tower of Power, too sweet to be sour. Ooh, yeah, dig it, daddy. And what you are in store for on this episode, fear. This episode is titled Fear. What are you, what are you scared of? What, what, what strikes fear in your heart? And we will talk about that on this episode today. Mike, you excited? Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm scared of my own reflection in the mirror. It frightens me. You know what? And that's the that's the story for a lot of people. A lot of people look in the mirror and they see a stranger, Mike. I don't know who I'm looking at. Who is that guy? There's a song by Shinedown called Stranger Inside. If you guys would like, take your own time. Uh, don't pause the podcast and go listen to it. But on your own time, please l- listen to that song. No, go ahead. Pa- pause it. Just turn it off. Just end it. No, I mean, it's what's just, what's a pause do something hurt. else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what what are you scared of, my man? Do the, do you, are you afraid? Surely Travis Dufour, a man who has done it all, he's not afraid of anything, is he? I mean, are we talking just just in general? What am I scared of? Yeah, in general, in life. I mean, actually, uh, do you have anything? Do you have anything scary? Like any any ghost stories? Anything like that? Yeah, yeah, I actually do. Have you ever been visited by a ghost, Mike? I can't in my dreams or in my nightmares. I should say I've had experiences with ghosts, but not like anything in person. Interesting. Okay. That I'm a, that I'm a, that I'm aware of. That's not you, to say there couldn't be entities around that I'm not aware of. No, I I there's yeah, absolutely. Um but do you do you believe in ghosts? Um It depends on what your definition of a ghost is. Like I do believe there are spirit like I was talking about entities, spirits, you know, there, but like ghosts. Yeah, ghosts. But okay, but when you say ghosts, you don't mean like the Halloween costume looking ghost you mean like an actual just a spirit but you know right yes yeah yeah okay thank you for clarifying that i am talking about like having like a real experience with where you thought that you were talking to somebody who had passed yeah i've never personally dealt with anything like that and do i think that's possible i'm not somebody who says anything is impossible i just i hate that phrase when somebody says to me Oh, okay. That can't be done. That's impossible. I hate that more than anything in the world. So I can't say it's impossible, but I will say it's improbable, at least to me. So you're an Elon Musk guy, aren't you? Uh, yeah, yeah, I like Elon Musk. He's a smart, smart dude. That sounds very similar to his mentality. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, what about you? You believe you believe in ghosts? Then it happened to me. Absolutely. <laughs> what happened? Okay. Yeah. I was maybe 12 years old whenever this happened. Um, one of the highlights of my childhood was um, I lived in a, an, uh, an apartment complex. And one of the highlights was all of the kids that live in the apartment complex getting together, playing hide and go seek. Um, did, did you and a group of friends, did you ever get that experience? Bunch of neighborhood kids playing hide and go seek. Oh, we always did all kinds of games with the neighborhood kids, all kinds of stuff. Tag, uh, we get on our bikes, hide and seek. I mean, anything you could think of. Uh, football, you know, football, we'd love doing football. I soccer, bet everything. I, if I can make a prediction or uh, or uh, an assumption, uh, you probably fucked up a couple kids at Red Rover, Red Rover. 
I can't say that I have. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't. I know the phrase "Red Rover, Red Rover," but like, what? What is? Can you explain that? What is that game? Yeah, that's surely, a couple, surely. Surely, I've seen the game. That's a couple kids linked together by their arms, and uh, you say "Red Rover, Red Rover." Uh, you know, there's two groups. They're face to face, but a little bit of distance between. And uh, you say "Red Rover, Red Rover, send Mike on over." And then at that point, you would let go of the other kids' hands. You would try to break through the arms of two of the kids. Oh wow! I've never played. I've definitely never played that game. I would remember that, but that sounds like a game I would dominate back to back. <laughs> yeah, or, or today, <laughs> like, sign me up for that game. That sounds like a game I could actually win. Setting school records, yes. Hell yeah! Uh, but <laughs> yeah, tennis, but, uh, tennis, and badminton. No, you know, I'm I'm screwed. But sign me up yeah. for that one. Yeah. Well, um, just to kind of give you a little bit of a setting here. Um, you know, yeah, we are in a, up. Uh, we're kind of like in an apartment complex. Uh, not a lot of kids, but a couple kids live here. This is a uh, based on your income housing. So, yeah, uh, a lot of older folks live here. And with that being said, um, this was a, a woman. Her name was Marjorie. We called her Miss Marjorie. Uh, she lived in a couple apartments down from me. Um. Uh, but she was uh she was a bitter old lady she she didn't like any of the neighborhood kids um that's unfortunate but from time to time her grandkids would come and i would play with her grandkids and i remember her oldest grandson looking at me and saying look i know that you think that my grandma's a bitch but she's she's actually a pretty good person <laughs> my grandma's a bitch I said, listen, she just mean mugs people. She's never said anything to anybody or anything. But, you know, she's that old lady who stands at her doorway and looks out at the other kids playing and just with a with a face. I, about I know exactly. My one neighbor is like that. Like, she's never said a word to us. She just gives us these mean ass looks like we'll smile at her and she'll look at us like she just wants to kill us. And I'm like, OK, we're, we're going back inside. No worries. We won't. We won't bother you. I never had a conversation with Miss Marjorie. Uh, I just knew her as that scary old bitch that lived a couple apartments down. Uh, well, fast forward. Um, I played with her grandsons before. You know, I know who she is. Uh, she ends up dying. Um, I see an ambulance in front of her house, and she's carted away, Mike. That's awful. You know what it was? How'd she die? I was never close to Marjorie. I don't fucking know. Oh, you don't know? But she died. <laughs> <laughs> well that's unfortunate i was maybe 12 years old but i mean uh, sometimes yeah. as people get old like they don't uh you know they, they start losing their mind i don't know maybe, maybe that has to do with their like attitude i don't know no for sure oh god and if you've ever seen anybody start getting into that older age and start losing their mind start talking nonsense that shit's scary yeah it's not it's not easy like my my grandpa never got uh like mean uh, really, but like he definitely, uh, you could tell he was, you know, losing his step and he, he, he had missing beats. Um, yeah, I think I know it was Parkinson's. I think it was. Oh, and that uh, affects your memory, huh? I, I, I'm, I'm not. I have no, I have no idea. I'm just going off of what I think. So yeah, I, but uh, I believe I heard it was Parkinson's. But wow. I don't know. I just know that his mind was going, and um, he was forgetting a lot of things. And you know, he just, you know, he just wasn't his his old self, but. Uh, that's and it's an unfortunate part of getting old though yeah this being the scary episode that's scary alone <laughs> hell yeah that's very that's so, very scary 
we're going to be de- uh, diving into different sections of fear, different what we think is scary, different kinds of scary in this episode. But uh, yeah, Miss Marjorie dies and she's carted away. She's dead. That apartment is now free to rent free to, to rent. whoever wants to live there. Would you live uh, where somebody died? I I've thought about that before, and that scares the crap out of me. Like I believe, I believe actually the places could be haunted. Like I don't know. I don't know how a lot of people. Yeah, I don't know how far it would go. Like I just because I, I don't know. Maybe do- a door slamming, cabinets shutting, that kind of stuff. Like I believe in those types of things and whispers in the night. But like I even get creeped out being at my grandparents' house because that's where my grandpa died now, and it just feels weird, you know, going over there. So it just. I think that's just death in general. There's just a spookiness to it. But, you know, like if I if I like knew like if I was buying a house with my fiance and we were house hunting or whatever and the realtor said, oh, you know, like a murder happened in this house or something, it'd be an instant. No, honey, we're moving to the next house. Hell no. Like, what about you? Oh, my God. Um, Well, it just makes me think of uh, here in a couple episodes. We're going to be doing an episode on uh, one of my best friends, Melanie Wells. And uh, the house that she was murdered in, um, full episode on that here soon. It's a crazy story. I just learned about it recently. Crazy story. Yeah, I wanted to get Mike hip to it a little bit um, for the episode. Uh, But but real quick, the house that she was murdered in was just uh, just a couple months ago, finally sold. And uh, was there a reason they just didn't tear it down? That I imagine we'll touch. I imagine we'll touch on a lot of this during that episode, but I'm just curious. No, I I don't know. Very limited information on that. I just would want to bulldoze that thing to the ground, right after yeah. start that? fresh, build something new. Guys, in a couple a couple episodes from now, quadruple homicide uh, that happened, and yeah. we will be covering it. But, what, um, what was it called? What was it called? The farm farmhouse murders. Farmville murders. Farmville yeah. murders. Yeah. yeah, crazy man. Looking forward to that episode just because of how interesting it is. But back on track to what we're talking about, like with the <laughs> being scared and the spooky stuff. Yeah. So here's so here's here's what ends up happening. Um, the ladies died. What what have I been calling her this whole time? Miss Marjorie. Miss Marjorie. Yeah, Miss Marjorie. Um, she uh in the so what she didn't like was whenever the kids would play hide and go seek. She didn't like that shit because. Yeah. Make too much um, noise. Well, it's just kids would hide behind the apartments and look in her window while they were hiding. Yeah. <laughs> and it like freaked her out one time and she didn't like that shit. So she would, she would like file complaints with the office and stuff like that. But uh, now that she's dead, you know, not able to do that. So one night we are obviously, <laughs> obviously. she tried, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. St. Peter, come over here. I guess it would be over, wouldn't it? Is there any way I can get back down there for one more complaint? Just one more thing. I just got one more fucking thing to say. But, but uh, Miss Marjorie's dead. We're playing hide and go seek one night. Um, this is after she's passed. And I hide behind her old apartment. Oh. I'm not thinking. And it's anything. empty, I'm, right? I'm just fucking hiding. <laughs> Just fucking hiding. And what happens, man? Well, I'm uh, sitting, crouched down. I'm sitting there. I'm just kind of waiting. Uh, hide and go seek. One of the big things is waiting. Um, and boom, a rock hits me on the side of the head. A rock? A rock. A Where'd small that come rock. from? 
Yeah, a small rock. Now we're talking about ten o'clock at night. It is it's dark, very dark outside, and I have now been beamed on the side of my head by a rock. I wow. look everywhere. I go. I no, go. Nobody's around. There is nobody. I go from the front of the like everywhere that I went i didn't see any kids now this is a big apartment complex i specifically went to a spot that they weren't allowed to go seek at to and and i hid there <laughs> because i don't like the, the ultimate loot. hiding spot yeah yeah and uh yeah i guess uh marjorie she got you know she was like hey you know you're fucking cheating boom threw a rock at me um i'm pretty convinced that that her ghost because I was right in front of her window where she slept every day. That's creepy. You and she was uh, known to be a bitch. You think the ghost came back for one last, uh, one last shot, or maybe she, maybe she still lingers there today. Well, you know, it all depends on if you believe in this kind of thing. Uh, there's been stories about objects being thrown. Um, and I uh, think that this is just too weird for me. I, I think it was her ghost. Now, what do you think? Because um, you do, you do believe in this, so you believe it was her ghost and all that. What do you think now causes these spirits to stay stay around and linger? And, and what? Why don't they move on to whether whether it's heaven, hell, or whatever it is? Why aren't they moving on? It could be two things. It could be unfinished business, something in their heart that they really wanted to accomplish before they go. Because, you know, you see some, let's say, for example, some girl who goes to some big dance uh, recital that she wanted to do really good at. Her grandfather ended up dying, and but she ended up doing really good at the recital. And, you know, and she tells people in her interviews, oh, my, my grandfather was here. His spirit was here. I sense him. I feel him. I, I think that, you know, I'm, I'm making fun of it right now, but I think that is true. What that she can sense spirits? Maybe there was some unfinished business. The grandfather really loved his grandfather, his his granddaughter, uh, and made it a point to be there, he, even as a spirit. Yeah, see, that's where it gets really like I don't know, shaky for me is like when it gets to the psychics and th and things like that, and the fortune tellers, whatever you want to call them. The I don't readers. know if I believe all that shit. Yeah, when they like, yeah, they like read your future and all that. I, like, yeah, I don't, that's where I kind of like draw the line. And I'm just like, yeah, it seems, seems like, you know, hocus pocus at this point. Cause a lot of it's just general stuff and fishing for answers and like, oh, I sense there's some trauma in your past. Well, pretty much all of us have, have had some type of a trauma in our past. I mean, yeah, the, the lady that you're talking to has seen every season of the Jerry Springer show, has seen every <laughs> fucked up avenue that there can be. So I don't, do you believe in people who can communicate with, with spirits like, Oh, so-and-so is here. And they'd like to say hello to Johnny in the room. 1000%. No. 1000%. Not even a slight possibility. You're saying. I think that the connection, if you are able to make a connection with a spirit, I think that it's very special. There's something about you that made that happen. Yeah. Um, now, now to these fucking psychics credit, they might sit there and be like, an angel did sit me down. He did tell me I have the powers. <laughs> like, okay. The powers flowing through my veins. You, that's, that's, that's okay. That's a cash grab. You're very good at talking. You're very good at swindling. 
Um, and this yeah. is a calculated, orchestrated uh, deal from you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel, I feel the exact same thing about that kind of like line of profession, that line of work. Yes. Um, but uh, okay, so as far as ghosts go, I said that they might have uh, you know a reason to still be here. One more thing, yeah. but the other thing, I said two things. The other thing uh, could be trauma. Could could be, be trauma, trauma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had a very traumatic life. Uh, there's people who go to the Holocaust uh, uh, places where they the the Holocaust happened, and they sense they feel things there. So that old lady, you know, probably possibly went through something and maybe she lingered and stayed behind as a result maybe there was a reason why she was an old bitter bitch <laughs> <laughs> something well, we, happened maybe we got to give her the benefit of the doubt a little bit you know not... i think i was really happy until my second divorce once that second divorce happened that's really when shit went i just gave up on everything <laughs> <laughs> there's just no point to life why am i southern all of a sudden again <laughs> I'm southern. I pretty much go. I go southern for every every character I do is southern. Everyone's got a southern accent. I don't know. I've never Truly, been. It's never been to Georgia. It is a fun accent. I don't know. I do I that with myself. Yeah, even doing I, that. Oh yeah, I'll I'll just be on when I would do shows with Glenn and stuff like that. I would just find myself breaking out into a stupid southern accent all the time. But you're I'm just trying, a goofy guy. I'm trying to think if I've had any like ghost experiences. Oh, were you finished with your point though? You did well, say you said the trauma. Well, I know that we were talking a couple of days ago, and uh, you couldn't think of anything then. Whenever we were kind of talking about this episode, ha has anything, anything from your childhood, anything? I mean, I've definitely. I can't think of like specific moments where, like, I, I def I've definitely never had a moment where, like, I've seen a ghost. Like, I'm staring across the hallway, and oh my god, there's a ghost. Like, I've never. It's never been that serious. But I've like I've heard. I've heard and seen things that could be, you know, explained away. Like anyone could say, oh, well, that was just, you know, yeah. the breeze, yeah. a draft from under the door or, you know. Let, let me tell you this story. Since we're not doing an episode on aliens, let me tell you not about. Yet at least. Let me tell you about my alien visit. Oh. This happened. No. This is really? a true story. Nah. -uh. VH1 needs to listen in because they want to make this a true story episode. Oh, damn. So check this out, okay? This is one of my first memories in life. In life? So you're young. Yes. I'm a small child, four or five years old. Very young. I'm living in a, a big blue house. I would always call it a big blue house growing up. Um, Whenever I would talk to my mom, be like, yeah, you remember the big blue house? And this is they real always... life now. We're not talking about a dream, right? Yes. Okay. Um. And in this big blue house, it, it was a very old house. There's a lot of uh, history in Hedgesville, West Virginia, where I grew up. Yeah. Um, and one night, I remember vividly, four or five years old, getting out of my bed. Uh, all of the bedrooms were on the second floor. I walked down the stairs. I walked through the kitchen, through the back door. Whenever I opened up the back door, we had a pretty big backyard. There was a fence at the end of the backyard, and across the fence was a parking lot to a hardware store. So pretty big backyard, though. And I saw a UFO sitting in my backyard, and the lights 
were blinding, blinding Mike. So this is what can you describe? What is there any features you can describe? It was circular. Um, I remember standing on the porch, staring at it for a second, and feeling some kind of urge to get off of the porch. So I started walking off of the porch. Right off the porch is a gravel. And I remember stepping into the gravel, feeling the rocks move on, under my feet. And I looked over and the UFO was still in the yard. I'm off the porch now. I'm on the ground where the UFO is. Pretty and big. I'm, it's huge. It's huge. And the lights are um, not moving. There's lights going towards the sky and there's uh, like lights on the bottom of the aircraft that is so bright that I can see every detail of my house. Like it's perfectly lit in my backyard, middle of the night. But this is at middle, yeah, nighttime. Middle of the night. I got up out of my bed. I looked up out of the window and I saw that it was dark outside. I walked downstairs and there was a UFO in my backyard. Now, here's how this whole thing ends. I was just standing in the gravel, staring at this UFO. And I just, I was a kid. I, ju I just walked back inside and went back to bed. That was it. I didn't see any aliens. I just saw the aircraft. Now, I'm going to play devil's advocate because I feel like that's what I should do. Okay. And I'm going to say you were dreaming. You were having a, you were having a nightmare, a bad dream. I remember. Oh, okay. Okay. Let me ask you this. Um, do you remember your dreams that you had whenever you were very young? There are, I don't, I, I, I remember a couple, like I remember a small handful of dreams from my childhood. I've, I, I don't remember any of my dreams from my childhood, but I remember this circumstance. I remember how cold it was. Well, well, how, how like actually you felt warm. it physically, right? Yes, yes. It's was one there of my... any? Did you ever tell your mom? No, but um, I will tell you this. It's okay. So, how many books and how many movies have been made about kids experiencing certain uh, phenomenons, but adults never do? Well, I mean, like ET comes to my mind, but like lots of movies, I think. Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think that children, uh, before they're able to mature and at this young state and everything, I think that aliens don't mind visiting children, but adults, they might have a sense of fear about because they see what we've done to each other, but they see that the they children. see the innocence in kids. Is that what it they is? See, exactly. Children don't do that. Yeah. Well, some kids are pretty pretty bad kids. There's some. Pretty we could bad probably kids. do an episode about child murders. Oh Jesus! <laughs> we could actually. That'd be pretty compelling. And, I've watched and, quite a few uh, and documentaries. Just, yeah, exactly. Just to clarify, that's children being the killer. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Not specifically children being murdered. That this episode we're focusing on children being murdered. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not sure if I could ever do that episode. That'd be terrible. I love kids, but uh. There's just some. There's just something about kids, man. There's a, this innocence, and I remember having that as a kid. And uh, God damn, it's like you, you. That's being, why we tell being people. Being a kid it, is so amazing. 
it's being big, older you always tell kids enjoy your childhood yeah and anyone that would tell me that when i was a kid i'd be like oh yeah okay well i can't wait to be an adult and i'm just like now i'm an adult i'm like well fuck this man this was this is sucks this really sucks i never had that growing up i never wanted to fucking grow up oh really like i had this like oh i can't wait to do this when i'm older i can't wait to do this i can't wait to be 25 grand rent a car like i just i wanted to hit all the milestones and then once i hit all the milestones i'm like well shit now i want to be a kid like i don't want all this shit so let's talk about childhood fear man were you scared of the dark oh man hell yeah terribly afraid i mean and i i'm a little ashamed to admit it but i'm still afraid of the dark today like I'll look around like when I'm out in the parking lot at, at Walmart, you know, and it's 11 p.m. or I'm even going to my mailbox in the middle of the night at like midnight because I forgot the mail. I'll look around like I'll I'll, I'll look around pretty good just to make sure because I'm terrified of the dark. Wow. I yeah. Like that about and you. like I, I, it'll actually have my my heart will beat extremely fast. Like it'll race um, like I'll just freeze basically i'll tense up so do you think that this is a little past anxiety like it's an actual like a fear oh yeah like um my you know something that uh, something that my mom or anyone in my family would try to dare me to do with like because we had these like woods across from our house so it was just like nothing but woods and they would always dare me they would say like well i'll give you 10 bucks i'll give you 20 bucks i'll give you five bucks whatever i'll give you something if you just go into the woods real fast for 10 seconds and come back out and i'm like no 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 there's no way i would never go as deep as you can i would never take them up on that offer like i did get close like i walked over across the street i walked into the woods a little bit and then when i heard one twig move i sprinted backwards i went straight back to towards the house and i was done with that experiment wow terribly afraid of the dark how about how about you are you what what how are you with the dark no, I mean, uh, the only times that I can think of that I've been scared of the dark is at my grandma's house. <laughs> and why is that? Something happened there? Well, she had like old sculptures and just weird old people shit throughout her house that whenever it became dark, there it would cast a creepy shadow. And like, and I would, I remember looking out her windows and thinking I saw like somebody just like sitting, staring through the window. Uh, multiple times i thought that it was just a reflection of the, of the fucking light oh but it just looked like it yeah but dude that really to scare you me. though yeah oh my god heart racing you're you're going to the door slamming it shut like uh one of the reasons one of the things when i was uh when i was a kid my mom we bought this old well not we i didn't buy it i was a kid my mom bought this old uh, farmhouse and um what was significant about it is it was a, a house used as part of the underground rail, railroad and um, they would actually bring in slaves and, and hide slaves Fucking there. haunted. And there's actually hiding places in the house. Oh, I've, I've always had suspicions about this house being haunted, but um, their ba the basement is the scariest thing. I mean, it's as old, like it's this house was built in the 1800s, like early 1800s. And it looks it in the basement, like the basement, it's just it's not renovated it's nothing it's just all stones and and it's scary down there i remember as a kid if i would have to go down there for something i would go down there real quick grab whatever i need and then i would sprint the hell back up the stairs just because i would always have this like feeling that something was going to grab me from under the stairs like because the there were stairs there was like little there's space in between each stair I, dude i hate that anxiety oh, i hate that so I, I was always just expecting and then just grab your ankle as you're running I, I hated that still i still hate that basement so you've seen the movie home alone 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. and Kevin's scared to go into the basement because of the furnace. Yeah. Yeah, did that? Yeah, that that made me scared of basements. The furnace? Yeah, well, that's those scenes. Yeah. Oh, I didn't give a fuck what was down there. Furnace, a couple boxes, cobwebs, whatever. I'm not going down there. I think that that basement is haunted. I mean, I really do. But to touch on the dark, dude, I was never scared of the dark. I I don't know about you, but as a teenager, oh my God, me and my friends, we would walk anywhere at night. We would go into the woods. We would do whatever at night. Now, if yeah. I was with people, I would be able okay, to Okay, that. so that's yeah. different. So if I had, yeah, I just would never do those things alone. Like, never, even, ever. Even by myself, Mike, I would do that. You I would, would do that by, way. yeah, there's no fucking way I would do that. I have my limits. Well, I mean. I, I mean, I have a very rapable body. Like, I'm not trying to. Oh get, I'm, not trying to get, <laughs> I'm not trying to get myself, you know, you know, get caught Your up. Your body is there. made for pleasure. It's, 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 it, I'm just saying. I have what 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 they want. So. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, no. damn. <laughs> that's, that's that's phenomenal. I um oh man, I used to get a rush out of walking around at night. Um I remember <laughs> uh walking up to uh there was a group of prostitutes at us at a red light. Uh they were just standing at the light and I used to walk the street. I was like 16 years old. I walked up to them. And I was just striking up conversation, no intentions there. I'm 16 years old. Yeah. Um, I'm like, hey, what, what are you guys' names and stuff? Um, I end up striking a conversation with one of the prostitutes, and uh, they handed me this book. And uh, they were the like, Bible. hey. Well, no, it was like a, <laughs> it was like a book that you could write in. Uh, it's like a notepad book. And she was like, hey, I actually write poems. I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> Prostitute, poet on the side um she's an aspiring poet well i started reading her poems and it was just the saddest most heartbreaking shit i'd ever read oh really like how bad like i was, talk, what was it talking about like how she got there how the uh, abuse trauma and stuff and i was just like handed her back the book and i was like thanks for fucking ruining my night jeez that's pretty dark know. Yeah, I didn't want to read that shit. I like I was like uh I don't know, I was like running around trying to have a little bit of fun that night, you know. Find a prostitute. Yeah, I saw this girl with a really high skirt and I was like, "Hey, what do you what do you do? What are you into?" <laughs> yeah, so I take it you didn't uh, hire her for her services. It didn't did. matter how many times my fucking parents told me to not talk to strangers. I did that shit all the time. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really listen to that either. Did it ever scare you, strangers? Uh do you no, ever think you're like for you real? know like, I didn't I don't I never really had a scary like situation as a kid that I can remember with like a stranger but I can tell you as an adult just a couple years ago uh I was at Walmart and it was really late it was like 2 a.m and I usually am not I I usually like to be out at uh, the store at that time because nobody's there it's dead oh but, love uh, that love that yeah I like that but I'm I'm not usually at the store much at all in general but I happen to be at the store this night at 2 a.m or so and uh I'm in there get my crap heading back to the car and um as i'm as i'm trying to get into my car i i just see this guy he gets out of his car and he he, he approaches me and like he doesn't just like talk to me from like 10 feet away or anything he like gets into my personal space and like my heart starts racing because he's like he's a pretty tall dude like i'm a big dude but i'm not tall he was pretty tall and seemed kind of muscular so 
You're like, this tall guy's about to whip my ass. He inti- he was just like, oh, do you have any money? And I'm just thinking in my head, oh, fuck, I'm going to get fucking no. robbed. I'm just thinking to myself, well, I'm getting robbed here. And then he, and so, and now real quick here, uh, Mike has lived in Hollywood before. He's lived in the out- outskirts of Chicago before. Where are you at this time? Youngstown, which is Youngstown, Ohio, which was at one There's point. There's a high murder, crime rate there. Is Myrtle there? Cap- yeah, it was considered Myrtle Murder Capital USA at one point. Fuck um, me. Still is not a great area. So what happens? But uh, I did what uh, you're not supposed to do. First of all, I I decided to go in and get him. I pulled out twenty bucks out of an ATM and ended up giving it to him. <laughs> so like I he was I me. was nervous because he he actually he was scared me and oh so I think what happened was I had my driver's side door open a little bit or no it was unlocked I don't know if it was open but I had to return my cart so I just finished putting all my stuff into my car closed the back hatch or whatever I was taking my cart back. So that's why I couldn't get into my driver's side because he was already at my car. He saw me load my stuff into the car, so he knew what car I was at. So he got to basically my driver's side door before I could, so I had no escape. It was either I deal with this dude or don't deal with him. He's done this before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, but he seemed very, yeah, very invasive. And I didn't have any, I didn't have a knife, you know, in, in Illinois. Isn't very I didn't have him. a knife. I didn't have any. No, I'm just saying, like, I had nothing to defend myself with. So I left why, my nunchucks at home. <laughs> that's why I was a little more nervous than usual because I just, if it did escalate, I'd have nothing to defend myself with. Okay. Okay. Real quick. Uh, have you had any kind of self defense training? Uh, no, no, no formal training. No, nothing. Oh God! Then you're a sitting duck. I mean, I'm a kung fu master in my head. Okay, so you're like, if this happened to me, I'd fucking do this. Oh, oh yeah, dude, I I play out scenarios all day long. I'm just like, well, if he punched me there, then I'd be like, wham, 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 and then I just get him, and I just like, <laughs> and I'd get him, and then it's fine. <laughs> I just just got like, got just to do the one two punch, and then and then he's down. Then he's my yeah, bitch. Then it's oh, the camel clutch from that point forward. But realistically, you're you're think you're giving in. You're going to the ATM. This guy could kick your ass. Well, what I was thinking about doing was like, okay, well, when I get inside, I'm going to go in and tell somebody, how to like, tell a manager, hey, I don't feel comfortable. There's a guy out there trying to like hustle me for money or something. So you're the you're going to turn into the Karen. I need a manager. <laughs> Is there a manager nearby? Um, but uh, <laughs> I didn't end up doing that. I just ended up going to the ATM, pulling out the twenty bucks, and. I'm said I came back out and said, sorry, man, you know, I'm late on my rent. This is all I got. That wasn't even true at the time, but. Oh, now you're lying. No, I'm lying. Dude, the dude had me like, I was nervous as shit internally. Like inside, I was like, is this enough, sir? Is the 20 bucks enough? Could you please just walk away from my car, sir? Like, oh my God. <laughs> no, I, I wasn't, I wasn't saying it like that, but uh, that was how, yeah, that's how I was feeling on the, in, the inside. But I guess that was my only encounter where I like felt, oh, there was one more in Chicago. This, uh, this this guy just approached me and real big dude and uh, nothing happened but he was real intimidating he was like oh what are you doing over here i'm just like well i'm just going to the us usps he was like you just should be careful out you know where you're walking and stuff he this dude came from the other side of the street like i was walking on the sidewalk and he came from the other side of the road like he was no dude what, a, dude, he what came, a nice he came, guy he came up to me just I don't know. Was he seemed like he was trying? Yeah, he went out of his way to warn you. Warn me about what? I wasn't in a bad area. I mean, the only thing that made the area bad was him. In my you mind, ob- you obviously were. If there's a patron who walks these streets every day, he was letting you know. I guess. I mean, I was in the West. Loop and <laughs> I was. It was considered a good area. At least I thought that was the last time I kind of went out and did anything. But he was just like, oh, oh my. no, he did. Uh, he. Uh, in the city i meant but like uh he did ask me for money though that was part of what what 
he asked me for money first and I said, Oh, I don't have any. I said, I was actually on my way to USPS to pay rent. He was like, Oh, you should watch where you're watch where you're walking or something like that. I don't know. I don't I don't remember exactly what went down, but it was very very weird. Um, Ohio, is that an open carry state or they just actually passed a law where you don't even need a, a license or a permit or anything anymore to uh, conceal carry. You can just buy a gun. You can buy a gun within 15 minutes. Go into the store, you know, sign a couple of papers. There you go. I would have shot his ass. Yeah. So in Ohio, that's a that's a that's a fair game. Yeah. In Illinois, you can't do shit because you have to go through this like three month process of getting a FOID card and all that crap. I didn't want to walk through all the hoops. How did he ask you for money? Which one? The the one in Chicago? The guy I here. I don't remember exactly how it went down. Uh, I mean, he just like, oh, hey, do you have any money? I was like, oh, no, sorry, man. I, oh, oh, he no, because he didn't believe me. He questioned me like twice. He was just like, no, you got money, man. Come on. You live in this kind of neighborhood. You got money. And I'm just like, no, I bar- I'm barely paying okay. my rent. Dude, at that point, I'm like, no, I don't have any money, but I do have a gun. No, where where do you want to go from here? And then he is like, and I have a gun too. Pulls it out, boom, and bang, and I'm fucking dead. And And then that's the end of my story. Because I, because I, something, because I tried to be a tough guy. Because Travis Dufour told me to be a tough guy. Oh my God. Don't put it on me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So is that something that you're scared of? Dying? Am I afraid of dying? Sure. Death is probably, probably my biggest fear. So in this circumstance where somebody's asking you for money, it's a weird circumstance, the middle of the night. Is that something in the back of your mind that's kind of driving you to walk to the ATM? Yeah, like I don't know what was driving. I don't know what it's like I wasn't even in charge of my actions. I was just doing things. Like I I I should have just gone in and gotten the manager, you know, and just said, Hey, there's some dude out there. Um, but I didn't. Oh, there was one real quick, there was one other time in LA, uh, and I got real comfortable with going down to the Santa Monica pier and hanging out, hanging out by the beach. Um, real nice area. And one night I just happened to be driving around pretty late. Like I was always a late drive, especially in my twenties. I was like, I would love to be driving out past midnight. I would just drive around town windows down music blasting, having a good old time. Uh, sometimes bring Glenn or a friend, whoever with me. Yeah, you'd have a little bit of that Hollywood cocaine, right? <laughs> Hollywood coke. Oh yeah, we were snorting the good shit, and you know, there's not the- one fucking sober person in that city. Oh, I'm sure somebody's sober. Fucking lie to me. I, I know. But we, uh, but I was just alone this time. I don't know where Glenn was. It was just me. I went to the Santa Monica Pier alone, and uh, I don't know. It was a weird hour to do it. I don't know what possessed me, but I parked my car on the in the parking lot on the pier. Get out of my car. Everything's fine. Go hang out on the beach. That's all cool. Have a good time. Peaceful. Very nice night. I get up, walk back to the pier. Now there's, I notice as I'm walking back, there is a car parked just one space over from me. But the problem with this is this is a huge parking lot. Like I'm talking 300 spaces, easy 300 parking spaces. And they decide to park right next to me. Like, the whole parking lot's empty. It's just me there. And then they parked next to me. So anyway, I thought that was a little weird, but I was just like, okay, no big deal. They just, you know, parked a little close to me and whatever. And I just um, start walking closer and it's like a, not a gang. I was going to say gang, but I don't know. It was a gang. It was a gang of (laughs) group of thugs. That was the first time I really got fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was a group of individuals who may or may not have been a gang um, standing around this car. 
And like, I noticed there was like a bag of something underneath my Jeep. Like they had put something under there. They, and like, they put some, Oh my God. So like I'm walking towards my car and now I have to basically walk through all these guys. Like there's five of them through, through all of them to get to my driver's side. So it's like, if they want to jump me, like that's their, they're going to jump me. Cause I, it's the only way I'm getting to my car. They're right there. And then he was just like, uh, one kid says, Oh, what are you doing out at this hour? It's pretty late to be out. Don't you think? God. And, and, and in my head, I'm just thinking, I'm about to get fucking knifed right here, right here on the fucking pier. I am dying tonight. Um, like in my head, like I'm just panicking, like, oh shit, this is a fucking movie. This is a fucking movie. This is exactly now now, now think here. Is there exactly is there five guys? There was there was five uh, five, five guys. guys, and one of them and the they didn't have they didn't have burgers with them either. It was just yeah. With the five. of the five, the guy who said this to you, was he the biggest, smallest? Uh, I don't remember if he he wasn't the smallest, but yeah, it was okay, one of the similar dudes. size as these guys are then. Yeah, and they weren't huge dudes, but like I'm not obviously I'm not gonna have an easy time taking on five. <laughs> like, yeah. Um. So the one kid, as I'm walking to the driver's side, bends down, gets the bag that they placed underneath my driver's side door, which was odd. Took the bag, and then I get in the. I was able to actually open the door, and they're just like, "Oh, what are you doing?" Or they're just like, "Uh, what do you got going on? You want to stick around for a little bit?" And I'm just like, "No, I'm good." And I just get in my car, shut the door, fucking lock it, and I get out of there. Like, I actually did. I was out. I made it fine. But they probably were just messing with me. But uh, oh, I just look back. If I could only describe how much my heart was racing on the ride home. And at, as I was on uh, driving home, I was thinking to myself, I will never do that again. <laughs> I hope never. they listen. I hope they listen to this episode. And not only listen, I hope they watch it on YouTube. And they're like, oh, fucking that dude just told the story. Remember when we fucked with him? <laughs> or or the story or what if it was just like dude we were just trying to literally invite him to have a joint like we were being really cool to him like why did he why did he do that like why? we had alabama kush and we were fucking trying to give it to this guy he like he was just being so standoffish we were trying to see if he wanted to smoke with us like and that's the california way though it's very sharing and stuff like that like a lot of people get high together right yeah i mean yeah i mean it is i i have no idea what was going on that night all i know is i'm glad i made it made it out alive I, I escaped the Santa Monica Pier gang. That is, that is though. That's very frightening. I'm glad that you shared that story because that's exactly what this episode's about. Like, that's fucking scary, dude. Have you ever had anything like that happen to you where you were out public, nighttime, daytime, and uh, anything similar to that happen where you felt you're, like your life was in danger? I've been jumped. You've been jumped. Yeah. Like, actually, hit. Yes, by multiple people at the same time. Yes. Jesus. When was Here this? We Here we go. Let's get into this. This was fucking scary. Uh, that sounds scary. Um. So if you've listened to the Travis Dufour show before, um, I'm going to name a couple of people who uh, have been heard throughout the episodes. Um, uh, the guy that I signed up for wrestling training with, Josh and Jeremy, both of them are in this story. And Joey Landis is also in this story. Um, it is the four of us. We're best friends. We're hanging out all the time. Um, now just for a little bit of context, uh, Josh's sister is some, is somebody at this time who I've been off and on romantically involved with. Oh, um, and does, does Josh know this or was it? Yes, he oh, okay. does. Okay. He, there's been periods where he wasn't happy about it. There's been periods where he was happy. About huh, it. I wonder why he wouldn't be happy with it. <laughs> I actually broke up with his sister on Christmas Day. You son of a bitch. 2004. 
Christmas he, Day. Was he upset with you over that? Um, a couple days go by. Uh, he decided that it had ruined his family's Christmas because she apparently cried in a room Dude, all day. You ruined the family. Why couldn't you just break up with her after Christmas, you heartless bastard? I really didn't want to be with her anymore. You have to understand, I was 17 <laughs> years old at the peak of my life. You couldn't just let it slide like one more week. No, I thought that it was good timing. Wasn't having fun. Uh, it's Jesus's birthday. I'm in a very giving mood. I'm going to go ahead and cut your ties with me. I'm going to cut your ties with me. <laughs> um, he said that it had ruined his Christmas. A couple days later, after school, he shows up on my doorstep dressed in all white. He has a long sleeve white t-shirt and white like carpenter pants white yes and he wants to fight me he wants to fight me he oh, is yelling at me he's he wants to throw down now let me put it this into perspective for you i'm about 140 145 pounds um he is about 400 four, 400 pounds about 350 oh, 400 oh really you said Ethan. joey landis you said no, this is Josh. Um, Josh, Josh. I'm dating Josh's sister. Broke up with her on Christmas Day. Josh is at my house. 350 gotcha. pounds, dressed in all white. He wants to fight me. Yeah. Do you um, think you could take him? 1,000%? No. 1,000%. <laughs> There's not a single chance in hell I would ever be able to win a fight with Josh at this time in my life. Um. So I run away from him. I run to a neighbor's house and I, I wait at the neighbors and let it cool down. Can you show us how you ran? Can you like do it on camera or you can just do your, was it, did you run like with your hands? No, 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 like, ah! no, no. Um, I actually talked a lot of shit and told him he couldn't catch me. And I was saying shit like that. And I, I ran away. Um, and a, a couple of days later we make up, I, I become friends with him again. And I asked him, I was like, man, your choice of attire for your fight with me was interesting to me, wearing all white. Um, was there a, a reason behind that? And um, you want to know what his reason was? What? Something to do with the blood, right? He wanted to be covered head to toe in my blood. Bro. This guy came to seriously fight you. Um, I think that he would have been okay with uh, murder that day. It was that bad. He, up to that point, had spent time. Okay, I might be wrong about this. He had spent time in foster care. He um, never had his dad in his life. He had a lot, a lot of pent-up trauma. He was diagnosed bipolar at a very young age. Multiple incidences. I saw him get so pissed off one day. He punched a stop sign, bent the stop sign. Jeez. But oh, in all fairness, though, like you also uh, heard his sister, you upset. I didn't think sister, it was, I mean, yeah, I, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. No, but <laughs> she's like, my life is forever over. I'll no, never so, find love. So we fast forward. Uh, this is years later. Um, I'm 18 years old. Uh, this is before I've gotten into wrestling training. Um, I'm freshly out of the military school. I'm 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 kicking it with uh, with Josh, Jeremy, Landis. We're all best friends. It, it's it's a Sunday. I remember we are at her house, uh, Josh's sister's house, 
um, apartment, um, small apartment. And we're watching the wrestling pay-per-view. We take her credit card out of her book. Oh, uh, out of her book bag and order the pay-per-view. Oh, how lovely. Uh, Josh Treat, treating yourself, huh? Well, she was a nurse. Oh, well, I don't know if she was a practicing nurse, but she worked for the hospital. She made good money for being 18 years old. So, oh, well, she made good money. She, it's all, it's all good. We knew that. So we would take her credit card sometimes and use it. Um, and she would never notice. She noticed, but she didn't care. She, she, she made good money. Um, so I sat her down, uh, the Saturday before this pay-per-view and I said, listen, this back and forth stuff is going to end now today. Um, I, I don't want to be with you. I don't see a future with you. Harsh. I want it to, I want it to end. And then what'd she say? Uh, she wasn't happy about that. She was not happy about that. She didn't take it very well. <laughs> she break out in tears. Well, she said. She had mental issues herself. Uh, she decided to get on the phone with a couple local thugs. Um, local thugs? Well, it was people that she knew was into bad shit. And she was friends with them all. Um, and she started making calls. Uh, next day, it is Sunday, wrestling pay-per-view. Uh, me and my buddies, we are drinking. Uh we had Josh's mom go get us alcohol earlier in the day. So we have alcohol. And Josh's um, mom was willing to get you alcohol? Josh's mom was hip. She didn't give a fuck. She was a redneck mom. Josh's mom was hip. She was your typical West Virginia. If you're going to drink, I want you to do it in my supervision. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you I know. guess there's something to that. There's some, some parents like that. Um, so she's bought us alcohol. We have a little bit of weed as well. Oh. The Mary, the Mary Joanna. Yeah, yeah. We like to have a little bit of fun. We're all 18 years old. Josh and Jeremy, they're actually younger than me. Uh, they're like 17, 16 years old. Um, we're having a good time. And a knock happens at the door. Bunch of dudes. Bunch of dudes? Yeah. And this is in our house where Josh's sister's house. So we answer the door. They come in. They know her. Um, and... We're just, we're not really thinking about it. We're in our own conversations. We're watching the wrestling paper. We're drinking, we're smoking, we're having a good time. And uh, one of the, one of the thugs, there's about three guys at this point, three of them. One of them goes to the TV and goes, oh my God, what the fuck is this? Is this that pro wrestling shit? You guys know that shit's fake. Turns <laughs> off the, he turns off the TV. Oh, you guys paid for that shit. Well, not you, but someone did. Yeah. Yeah. So right off the bat, we think that's a little weird. Um, and they go back into their own conversations. Now the TV's off. I guess the TV was distracting them. They get back in their own conversation. It ends. They leave. Oh, and leave. at this point, I swear to God, in my heart, I said to myself, Travis, something is about to happen, I think. We should probably leave. <laughs> like, what did you think was going to happen? I just got a bad feeling. Yeah. There were three dudes that were aggressive and they seemed upset and they turned off the pay-per-view and then they left. I didn't know why they were upset. Why are you frustrated? <laughs> so what'd you do? Well, we stayed. Uh, I looked at uh, Josh and I was like, dude, um, do you want to go ahead and head back to your mom's now? And he was like, the fucking pay-per-view is not over yet. Gets up, turns on the TV, sits back down. About a half hour goes by. The same three guys show back up. 
and they're not alone, Mike. Well, did you let them in? Yeah, it's not my house. Oh. They're his sister's friends. They come in. There's about eight to nine people at this point. Eight to nine now. So are you it, feeling nervous at all or not yet? Well, look, look at my team. It's me, one, Josh, Jeremy, Landis, three. One plus three is four. There's four of us. <laughs> I don't know why I, I explained it like that. That's some excellent math there. Thank you for <laughs> breaking that down for the audience. There's four of us. There's nine dudes in here. Um, and then the same guy who turned it off earlier goes, what the fuck? I thought I told you guys not to watch this shit. Turns back off the TV. And for some reason, the three dudes who were there earlier line uh, kind of like line up in a formation in front of us. They're putting on um, a show. Yes. Let me go ahead and put the setting down on for you. Whenever you walk into this apartment, there's a couch immediately. And then there's the kitchen attached to the living room. It's one big room. Uh, Jeremy is all the way into the kitchen um, sitting on a stool. Uh, me and Landis are sitting on the couch closer to the door. Um, and Josh is sitting on the couch as well. Three of us are on the couch. I'm in the middle. Landis is on my right. Josh is to my left. Uh, they line up in front of us and they start whispering to each other. They point at Josh and they say, Hey man, could you stand up for me? We've all been drinking. We're all high. Yeah. He stands up and goes, what's up, man? What's going on? And, uh, Somebody leans over to him, whispers, no, that's not him. He says, sit down, sit down, never mind. He points at me oh. and says, you stand up. I'm confused. I'm fucking drunk. I'm young. I'm like 18 years old. This is one of the, one of the first times I've gotten drunk and high at the same fucking time. I stand up. <laughs> this dude gets right in my face. And I go, something like, what's up? What's up? They, and the guy who's standing next to him, boom, cold cocks me. Like uh, in the head or what? Punches me square in the nose. Wow. I, my knees buckle and I fall into the couch. It is now on. Mass chaos has erupted. Jeremy stands up. He's the one standing in the kitchen. He's He's kind of away from us. He stands up in the kitchen, goes, what the fuck, guys? Two guys, boom, jump on him. They are fucking kicking, punching. What the everything. fuck? It's breaking yes. out of a fight. Yes. Josh was seated at this time. He, he was told to sit back down. Uh, he goes, what the fuck? Goes to stand up, goes to like arch his back and stand up. He gets kicked. Square oh, fuck. Jesus. Now it's on. There is multiple people like standing on, on me. Like I'm laying on the couch in a, in a balled up style. In this There's moment, are you, is anything going through your mind? Like, I mean, are you panicking? Like what? I, um, this is where it gets a little scary. Um, <laughs> I was getting hit like in my legs and my thighs and my sides and my ribs in the back of my head. There was punches coming from everywhere. And, I was so confused and so drunk and so high that I started laughing. At oh, point. I bet that made it worse. There was a guy who was like, um, I can see there's a wallet in wallet. Get your fucking wallet. Give me your wallet. And at this point, my arms are 
covering my head. I take my arm down, exposing the side of my head to put my hand in my pocket. Boom! I get no. punched from the side of the head. I get they punched. They played you. Yes. And um, this goes on for about... Like a, this is kind of like a home invasion type type of deal, almost. This It goes on about a minute and a half. About a minute and a half this goes on. Uh, so let's talk injuries. Um, the guy in the kitchen who was like, what the fuck? And stood up and got attacked. Uh, at one point, they had him on the ground. Somebody with steel toe work boots stomped his head. Oh, no. You're going to kill somebody. Fucking stomp Jamie's head. His whole side of his face was bruised up. Um, that was the worst of his injuries. Uh, let's go to Josh, who's sitting next to me. Um, he's the one who was going to get up from the couch and end up getting punched. They broke Josh's nose. Wow. Whenever they kicked him in the face. Um, and and, and uh, there was a guy also. I saw him grab a hold of Josh's shirt. And uh, he got like four clean punches one after the other on his oh. face as well. Did anyone try to fight back? Any no, no. I think Josh and Jeremy initially, whenever the fight started was going to, but they, they got laid out pretty quick. Yeah. These guys were, were strong. Apparently bigger. Yes. Yes. Uh, and one of the guys kept fucking screaming about how he was from Baltimore and he, and we shouldn't have fucked with him. What, wait, wait. So what was this about? Well, here's what we find out. Um, Josh's sister put them all up to it. Um, I really hurt her feelings the night before, and she. So took this was through. all. This was all over a breakup. This was an orchestrated attack on us. Um, was it she, just meant to be attack? I wasn't wasn't meant to like kill anybody, right? Well, she asked them to attack just me, but whenever Jeremy and Josh acted like they were going to get involved, that's when they fucked them up. Now. Mike, are you forgetting? There so is wait, Josh is the one that that's that's uh, her brother. Yeah. So she got her own brother hurt, right? Whenever they all walked into the house, she was there. She was there for this, mind you. Interesting. When they all nine dudes walked into her apartment, she went straight into her room. She had her own bathroom in her room with a lock. She went into that bathroom by herself and locked it. Wow. That's crazy. So she knew it was, she knew it was about to go down. Yeah. But yeah, she got it, her own brother hurt. That's what I can't get over. She wanted them to just fuck me up. But but they went Josh and Jeremy was going to fight for me. Now, are you forgetting there's a fourth guy in this? Yeah. What happened to Landis, man? Yeah, what did he do? What happened? Landis sat there, watched the whole thing happen. Nobody ever hit Landis. Well, he got lucky. Nothing happened. I was curled up in a ball almost in his lap at one point, and nobody hit him. They and he, it was, it happened. Was, it, so was fast. it because he didn't try to hit anybody either? Yeah, maybe, maybe he made no attempts to do anything. Now, to okay, to his credit, I, I, I hold no resentment towards him about this at all, to, to be clear. It happened so fast, and it did. It happened out of the blue for us. We were completely blindsided. Yeah. So he was just in a state of shock. Yeah, that's crazy, man. I can't believe that. Like, so did you, uh, they get in trouble, these guys? Nope, not one of them. 
Nobody said it. No, nobody. You didn't want to be snitches or what? We went to the police station afterwards. Somebody had called the cops because of that. Uh, I don't know who called the cops. Somebody had called the cops, and I remember writing a statement and everything. I was still very buzzed and high at the police department. <laughs> but they even told the police told me then they were like, "Listen, we're not." concerned with the fact that you guys are underage drinking and and whatever at that apartment what we're concerned about was that there was that there was nine fucking savages that brutally attacked all you know three of you was so the sister wasn't at fault like at all she never got in trouble like what did the brother think the brother never said hey hey what the fuck were you thinking like there was no investigation it was a one night thing and i'm pretty sure that the police took the reports and just fucking threw them away that's crazy though. Yeah, we came I came back to West Virginia. This all happened uh 2 hours away from where I actually live. Um in a town that Josh was living in. Um and I remember a couple of my adult friends, like my older friends, were like fuck that, let's get a bunch of us in the car and let's go to that town, let's find those fucking guys. But we never did. That must have been pretty scary though, right? Like that whole situation. <laughs> It, uh, it changed my life. It changed my life. Um, after that happened, I decided that that would never happen to me again. And I uh, have years of jujitsu training under my belt awesome. and traditional tr- traditional boxing and kickboxing as well. Very cool. Very good. So now if anyone tries that shit today, you're ready. I at least know how to throw a proper punch. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think uh, that situation would have gone down differently had it have happened today? Or yes, no? I would have died. I I would have. They I would have had. Died. They would have had to have killed me. That's so crazy though that she she hired hitmen, not hitmen, but you know some thugs, as, as you said, to do her and, bidding. And see, and the funny thing is, is that we backyard wrestled earlier that day in somebody's backyard in that in that neighborhood. And one of the guys who jumped us was sitting, watching us do the backyard wrestling. So he was waiting for his moment. He dude, this guy was a fucking waste of life. I knew him to be a pill head. I knew he was into all kinds of stuff. He was just a fucking street trash waste of life. Yeah. I could never, all of the guys that jumped us were. Yeah, I can never, I can never mess with any like hard drugs. I'm like that. Going back to the whole like death thing, like I'd be terrified like to overdose and shit like that. I would never want to mess with that kind of stuff. Oh, so that's kind of kind of kept you away from drugs. Then you're not a thrill seeker. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not like I'm not a thrill seeker. And I'm also, you know, there's some people who like have these huge, and I have bucket lists too. Everyone does, but you know, some people have aspirations of jumping out of planes and doing skydiving and. I, and I have no interest in any of that kind of crap. If there's like a chance of me dying while doing it, I don't want to be involved. Okay. Well, I, oh, well, I think this is a good part of the episode. We're an hour in to kind of take it off of death for a second. And let's talk about one of the things that you told me was public speaking. You're, you're, you have a little bit of fear about public speaking. Um, so just to clarify, is that true? No, you, you actually heard wrong. you fucking wrote that down this is very awkward i don't know uh i don't know how how you heard that but that's not true but no no that's 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 1000 percent true um okay so let me kind of poke and prod at this um in uh elementary school one of my favorite things was whenever they would have you 
read something out of a book to the class. Could you would that? Absolutely not. I hated that. In fact, every every time they were like, "Okay, class, get out your books. We're going to read chapter one, page thirty three. And then she's like, "Okay, I'm going to call upon." And then I'm just thinking, hey, "Please don't pick me. Please oh, don't pick me. Please, don't pick me. please don't pick me." Yeah. So I got the entire time I would think that. And then when she would like, "Okay, Michael," I'm like, "Fuck," <laughs> or or whatever my five year old self would say at the time. Nah, gosh, you were gosh, saying, darn it. No, no, you were saying <laughs> "fuck it, five. No, it's probably. I remember saying fuck at five. Yeah. I definitely started swearing as I got closer to 10 for sure. I don't know when I started. But. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so like that anytime. Uh, oh, and school projects, man, school sucked, man. I hated school. But school projects sucked because like if uh, we had to go up and do a presentation, like, you know, you had to do, you know, stand up yeah. in front of the class and present a report or whatever that you did um, or an experiment. If it was science, or like a project, I Dude, I would no show. I actually, I had in the past, I would literally call in, I would fake sick, have my mom, you know, go along with it and not show up that day and miss it and get an F. I would take the F over having to do that. And they're like, wow. well, do you want to make it up and, you know, you know, do it tomorrow? I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm just give me the F. Huh? I'm good with the F. <laughs> now, let me ask you this. If there would have been a risk for summer school, do you think that you would have just fucking did it? I went to summer school twice, uh, two or three times. I was in summer school, two or three years. You sound fucking excited about that. It was a good. Time. I was. I was in summer school. It was so much fun. Actually, the one year of summer school was a blast. Like it was like the best time. Um, it was a good experience. Well, good. I'm glad you had a good experience. Maybe we'll have an episode about summer school because I I did that shit too. Well, this guy, uh, this teacher, who's like obsessed with the Holocaust, and uh, so he would like instead of teaching the curriculum he was there to teach for summer school, he would basically like come in, just clean clear off the whole desk and be like, well, we're not learning any of that shit. I'm teaching you guys about the Holocaust. And like, we would just learn a whole bunch of shit. And uh, he was obsessed with it. So I, I became obsessed with it uh, from, a, from being a kid and being in that class. My last question about summer school, um, just, just kind of keep it on the scared, the fear topic. Um, did you... <laughs> You said that you enjoyed it. Um, you you just come across as a pretty smart guy uh, to me. Um, did you did you have trouble in school? Like uh, I had trouble in school by choice. Okay, so okay. like I feel like if I would have applied myself, I could have done anything I want to. In fact, anytime I did apply myself, I would do very well. Like you know, you didn't uh, feel challenged. Yeah, like there, but there were there were times like I didn't want to study for the tests. I didn't want to do some of the homework or some of the projects. Like there would just be projects that I, they would assign, and I, I would just think to myself, "Well, I'm not fucking doing that." Like, I, like I'm well, not doing that. They they literally uh, they made the laws "No Child Left Behind" literally for you, for for me. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's not like it's not like I was being held back. Well, I mean, I did go to summer school, so I, I was at risk of being held back at least a couple times. But, um, you know, I did my summer school and was able to move to the next grade. But yeah, I would just like flunk flunk classes for no reason, really. Yeah, you have to pass summer school, right, to go to the next yeah, grade. Yeah, I would do yeah, good. With, I, I would do good with choir, though. And well, I just never understood that because I I failed ninth grade, and then I failed the summer school for the ninth grade. But they still they still let, let me you through. Go. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's nice of them. West Virginia, if... brother. The bar is set very low. They're just like, come on, brother. Everybody's getting in. <laughs> They're just like, but I didn't pass my test in summer school. It's all right. You're good, man. You're good, boy. You're good, brother. You're gonna be a mechanic one day. We know. <laughs> <gonna be> a... 
You play your cards right, you could be a lawyer. But but uh, so as far as public speaking goes, where where do you think it started with that? Oh, I don't know. Like I don't. It's hard to say where that started. I mean, maybe it was the school projects. Like I I just I always hated the idea of getting in front of people, like a bunch of people, small or large group, and just all eyes are on you. And if you mess up, you know, they're all going to be talking about you like, Oh, he, he, he messed up. Like, so in my head, like I am dreaming up the worst case scenario of what's going to go down and building it up into some huge catastrophic event. That's never going to happen. But in my head, that's how it, you know, that's how it's going to be. Well, okay. So you feel like that, but let's say it's your birthday and all the eyes are on you and they're all singing to you. Does that make you feel uncomfortable? It does. In fact, any any situation where attention is drawn to me, I strongly dislike. Wow, um, very interesting. We, and you're doing this podcast with me. Wow. Yeah, that's odd. Well, I mean, but I, but it's a camera, so it's not like I have an audience full of people here. So like that would be different if I had people like in the room with me watching me, and they're like, oh, "What's he gonna say next?" Like, interesting. Uh, here, I feel like I have a layer of protection from that anxiety to an extent. Like, yeah, it's a little anxious, but not completely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting in that way. It's that, like that, that is weird how fear strikes you in different ways. Yeah. But, oh, dude, like public speaking, I will literally get severe anxiety. Like, you know, I'll shake, you know, it's, it's bad. Like panic attacks even. Uh, but I've had to overcome it at times. Like I had to put on a seminar for people, uh, me and my business partner, we did a seminar for a group of businesses that came and I had to, I had to speak in front of them. And I was very, very nervous for that, but I did it. I rehearsed, you know, my speech over and over and over and, Pulled it How off. many times? Up dozens. Like, yeah, we went over that. I believe you. And I try, and I, I treated it like an Apple presentation, like you know, because it was a key, it was a PowerPoint or whatever, and so we had slides and stuff like that. So I've overcome it at times, but it's uh, it's not easy. No. But oh yeah, oh so like another example, like when we went on a cruise, we actually one of the episodes was it the travel episode, the last episode. Yeah. Yeah, the travel episode was a fun one, but the cruise that I was on that I talked about during that episode. Uh, we, we won this, like I told you, we won the VIP thing where we basically got special seats, special treatment for like a few things. Did they and fucking announce your name in, in front of everybody? The whole, the whole thing. And now, well, not yeah! only that, we had to get up on stage in front of the entire cruise ship or not the entire, whatever, whoever was in the auditorium. And, um, <laughs> so I'm on stage in front of this giant crowd and I'm just thinking to myself, I fucking hate every second of this. Like, I just, I don't thrive on that. Like, I don't like it. You look at your fiance and you're like, we're supposed to have a good fucking time. <laughs> dude, that is, dude, that is totally me. I'm just like, oh, because she was actually the one who volunteered to do this because uh. it was us against like three other couples. And so like, oh, well, we need some couples to volunteer. And like, you know, some hands are going up in the audience. And then I see Kristen's hand going up right next to me. I'm like, no, what the, what the fuck? Fucking, fucking fucking signing you put, up for shit. Put your fucking hand down right there. Yeah. And then she was like, no, no, I want to win this. I want to win this. And like, so she does it and sure enough, they're like, Oh, you there. I'm just like, fuck. Okay. Fine. Dude. Hey, it ended up being a blessing. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was fun, but it was also, but it struck fear in your fucking heart. Gave you anxiety. What the well, fuck? Well, because she had to do something. They, so they basically had to strap on something to their themselves. And uh, like, <laughs> it's going to sound weird describing it. There was a bunch of balls being thrown in the it, air and they had to do like a on balls. Sure. <laughs> strap on balls. Yeah, there's a lot of buzzwords being thrown around, so it sounds worse than it is. But there was <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, so what the <laughs> fuck? 
Strap on and balls. Everybody had to strap on a basket to themselves. And okay. there was and there was like a machine spitting out balls all up in the air. So there was balls flying around everywhere, smacking people in the face. And uh, you basically had to wiggle your body to catch all the balls with the basket that's attached to you. And so, so if you have a uh, fucking sciatica, this is a nightmare for you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But Kristen, so basically she has to wiggle her booty to catch all these fucking balls. And in my head as she's doing this, I'm thinking, <laughs> in my head as she's doing this, I'm thinking, holy shit, I'm going to have to do this next. I want to fucking kill myself right here on the stage. Like, I wanted to die. Like, the there was ser- like I was just thinking that. And then by the time that they were done doing the booty shake and catching all the balls to the face and stuff. It's like, this is supposed to be a vacation. You oh, didn't think that you were going to have to do a performance for me, art. It's like a fucking, it's a nightmare at this point. I'm just like, this is a total even, performance art. can't even go on a do. fucking nice vacation. Can't even have a good time. But luckily, after she was done doing the booty shake and stuff, the announcer guy, he was like, well, yo, just so you know, good news for the guys. You don't have to do that. And I'm just thinking, thank God, because there is no way in hell I was going to be shaking my booty for some whatever we ended up winning VIP thing. But man, you're a fucking winner, dude. Dude, I fucking hate that, man. I, I hate yeah any attention on me. But like you, you probably thrive on that, though, because, you know, you're a wrestler. You like being in the center of the ring. So I imagine that's something that you. I mean, you thrive on that, that, that attention. Yeah. Even whenever I was a kid, I remember in third grade, we had uh, elections. Uh, We were going to choose a class president, uh, vice president, I think treasurer. Uh, And there was one other position. There was only four positions that you could try to go for. Um, And brother, I went for treasurer. Treasurer. I did. I, I, uh, it's as um, some kind of finance something like i guess like they make you take an extra extra fucking math class no i literally just wanted the fucking title oh okay it sounded cool i didn't give two shit like and they were and they told me they were like travis if you sign up for like to run for treasure you'll have to help with the catalogs and help with uh the um spring fundraisers got some responsibilities yeah i was like fuck me but 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 i don't want to do any of this crap (laughs) <laughs> but people will call me that, right? The treasurer. They'll call me that, right? You just wanted the special title. Dude, I wanted it, man. I fucking, I wrote a speech. I, I I promised everybody. I was like, listen, if you sign up for, if you sign up to sell the shit in the catalog, you get one free candy bar. And and the teacher was standing off to the side and she was like, now, Travis, remember, you can't promise things like that. Like, you can't promise things that you can't, that you can't fulfill. So. Now, I want to test like your anxiety in situations like if somebody came up to you and said, hey, we need you to go out in front of this crowd of people and hype them up and talk to them for a little bit. Are you instantly getting butterflies and you're nervous and like, oh, shit, or are you like, "Okay, game time, which which kind of person are you? Uh, The place that I commentate for the World Domination Wrestling Alliance, they have tried to make me do that multiple times. Like go go be the hype man. Before the show, uh, they give me every single time I've done this, they give me an entrance. They announce me and my uh, commentating partner to the ring and I make an entrance to the ring every single show. Um, and my and my partner who plays the commissioner, he gets on the microphone. He hypes up the crowd. He does all this stuff. Um, so whenever they've tried to ask me to do what he does and for some reason, that's where my anxiety comes in. I can't hype up a crowd. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> Cause I've sometimes seen, you know how like, uh, um, sometimes these 
comedy shows, like these stand-up comedy shows, they'll have like a, I guess they call them, what do they call them? Like a host or I don't know. Yeah, usually, host, right? Uh, yeah, they usually, but there's also another name. That there's a, there is a fucking name for that. There's another name that gets, and yeah, I forget what it's, yeah, I don't know what it is, but you know, people probably know what I'm talking about. But yeah, there's like another name for somebody who's like a, a host or whatever. But I've seen that co comedians often come out and do that and they'll tell some jokes and hype people up. You don't see yourself ever being that kind of comedian where you jump in and just like get them wound up a little bit and then, then leave. comedy wise, absolutely 100%. That is something that I want to be able to write for and perfect. Uh, hyping up a wrestling show. Um, and what is it about it that you don't think? Like, why? What is it that you wouldn't want to be like? Okay, come on, guys, let's get fired up. Like, is that just not your personality, or like what? Is I it? I just don't want to be that to be my gimmick. I don't want them to expect that from me. I am just the commentator. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and you don't want them to have that expectation because you think it might be a negative like thing. I don't want you to no, because because you I'm feel like not, you have to dance like a like a monkey like a circus monkey or what? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm already like if you present the idea to me and immediately I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. Pro I'm probably going to keep that stance. If I'm immediately like that, I'm pr now if I stand there and I'm like, okay, well, let me think of how I could do that. If I'm immediately like no, it's not going to happen. See, I'm kind of different from you in the sense that I always say no to almost everything the first time. And then I'll be like, well, what, what could I do that? And then I think about it and reason my way into doing it. But uh, I'll usually say no to most things. The, the movie. Beginning. Yes, man. Dude, that's, that? that's a great movie. <laughs> that funny story. Funny story. That movie fucking changed my brother's life. Did it change mine for a short period? But you go ahead. No, my, my brother would play uh, like the latest Madden. And he was just obsessed with just being in the house and uh, saw that movie, started going out to the bar, made a lot of friends, made a lot more friends than he had. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, I kind of took that approach too. Like after I walked out of that theater, I'm just like, I'm gonna start saying yes to more things. Like I'm gonna stop saying no. That I never had to make myself do that, dude. I've I've always been like, uh, oh, what do you want to do? Let's go do it. Yeah. See, I, I've people have always been like, oh, you want to go do this? I'm like, nah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not not really. Like. <laughs> It'll be fun. Nah. So we're in the last uh, about 40 minutes of the episode. We wanted to kind of um, fire off a number of real life events that me and Mike have uh, lived through. And we're just going to kind of talk about scary fucking things that have happened in history that we've been alive for. So what's the first one, Mike? Well, we're going to talk about that time that I got chlamydia. Yeah, dude, that scared the shit out of me, and it happened to you. I know, I know. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> uh, the first, well, I don't know. It's not the first. It's the big one. Like, the, the, if I'm gonna, if somebody came out to me like, "Oh, name something bad that has happened in your lifetime." AIDS. Well, yeah, AIDS is bad. Not yeah. chlamydia, the big one. AIDS. AIDS is bad. No, AIDS, AIDS is no. AIDS is something you don't joke about, but uh. I know it's not the first thing that's happened in my lifetime, but the thing that comes to mind, my mind is 9-11. Wow. I mean, how could it not? Right? Where Do you remember? You, uh, that's what I was going to ask you. I was like, where, <laughs> where the hell were you? I'll, I'll answer since you asked first. Okay. Uh, um, I was uh, fifth grade. Fifth I was grade. in Mrs. Pratt's class. It was second period. I remember it vividly like it was yesterday. So what does that make you? About 11, 12, 11? Yeah, 
about yeah. about that. Yeah, eleven or yeah, young. That. Oh, young. Yeah, very, very young. For this, not old yeah. enough to really understand the full scope of the whole event, but like seeing it unfold. Like I remember, we were just learning. It was a history class. It was or world history or whatever. And my science teacher just comes running in the classroom in a panic, like, "Oh my you god!" You guys... were literally in world history as world history was. I was happening. learning world history as world history was happening. <laughs> and uh, the science teacher comes running in, saying, "Oh my god! You got to turn on your TV. Something's going on." They came in frantic. Yeah, like she was like, "Stop everything!" Well, she was like really like nervous, and we, and we were just like, "Okay, what's going on?" So she turns on the TV, and we just see smoke coming out of this one building that I had never seen before. Because I was young, so I didn't know what the World Trade Center was. Yeah. But, like, I was learning about it right there live on the news. So I was like, okay, so this huge building in New York is on fire or something. And that's all I knew at the time. But uh, from that point on, the whole school day, every class had it on the TV. And we watched it unfold. And it was crazy. Um, yeah. Scary. Like, And they, they were even talking about at one point, like, oh, we might have to cancel school. school they might, we might be sending people home early because – People across the nation were panicking, like, "Oh, is this going to be just nonstop plane just going into buildings across the, the whole whole country?" And you have but, to remember, uh, this is before the internet was like a real prominent thing. Yeah. Too. Yep. Yep. I mean, the internet was definitely around, but like, no, not a lot of people had like cell phones, and like that wasn't uh, an everyday thing. Only certain people had cell phones. So yeah, it was a different time. Yeah, you got a different kind of fear settling in people's hearts for this one. Yeah, you couldn't just go on Twitter and just see everything happening live. You had to basically, uh, yeah, it was all very different in that sense. But so that's where I was. I yeah, I was I was at school. It was middle school for me, and I didn't fully grasp the seriousness of it. But I knew, I just knew at the time. I knew it was huge. It felt huge and sad and all that. But tell me, man, where were you? What do you remember about that day for you? Well, even uh, just real quick, even seven days after 9-11 happened, I remember um, like my mom she, turning on the news and everything and being like, God damn, they're still showing this shit. Dude, that dominated, <laughs> that dominated the news for months. It, it did. It was taking over uh, like regular channels, too, if you remember. Yep. Yep. Everything was dedicated towards it. Cartoon Any, every Network, channel? brother. Every channel you put on was was the was the news at that point. Yeah, did you want to see the latest episode of Courage the Cowardly Dog? Fuck no. yourself. Well, you We're can't. Nine eleven. Well, you can't. <laughs> no, I remember that a lot of people getting frustrated just a week after. Like they were like, put up, put back on the regular programming. But um, here is where I was. It was gym class, brother. Gym class. Getting putting our short shorts on. Get, getting out onto the field. What kind of stuff did you guys do in, in your gym class? Oh, dude, we did it all. We did it all. But on this specific day, it was my favorite day of the week, kickball day. Uh, dude, kickball was always a good time. Yes, love kickball. And uh, so we were all like getting in a line, getting ready to go outside. And here comes the gym teacher. And <laughs> he goes, guys, something serious is going on. I don't want anybody to be alarmed. Keep your cool. Okay. Keep your cool. <laughs> I love I love people saying that. Keep your cool. No, nobody freak out. He's um, like, just just don't panic because he's like breaking and breaking in sweat. Just sweat beads are pouring off his forehead. He explained it very, very uh, loosely. He was like, a plane hit a building. Now we're all gonna get together and head to the cafeteria. 
because uh, we're gonna pull up the big TV that we uh, have presentations on. <laughs> big TV. We're we're gonna watch it going on on there. So this was. Uh, so you guys stopped going to classes then? Well, let me tell you this: dodgeball day, not dodgeball, kickball, kickball day, favorite day of the week. It just got fucking canceled. I am pissed. Yeah, fuck that, man. I was so mad. I was like, we're canceling for what? Tell me again. I'm not so, quite understanding. So this. those terrorists took kickball from you. I fucking stomped my ass into the cafeteria, sat down with the rest of them. And dude, I, I, I wouldn't let it go. I'd keep talking to like other kids around me. I'm like, did you, can you believe they fucking canceled dodgeball for this? I know the listeners kickball. and watchers or the viewers won't uh, understand this reference. Maybe they will when we actually get to the burnout media episode. But anytime I think of you, like a young Travis Dufour in school, I just think of dynasty elementary with us doing those voices when we did that skit or whatever. It was just hilarious. Just being asshole kids. Just, just yeah, just being just a bunch of punk ass kids. Just be like, hey, what's going on, man? Like, no, I was, I was a very sarcastic kind, of, class clown whenever I was a kid. Yeah. So that's hey, that's how nine eleven happened for me. Of course, guys. Anybody who wants to get sensitive about this, of course. That you know that night at learning more, I was eleven or twelve years old at the time. I learned about the gravity of the situation. Yeah. Of course, I became obsessed with things to ever happen. Oh, yeah. And I learned. Yeah, I couldn't stop learning more about it. And, you know, and uh, learning about the terrorist groups, everything that went down. And it's it's crazy and it's very depressing. I've been to the actual the 9-11 Memorial in New York City. Nice. Very, very depressing to walk through. But but I recommend it for anyone who has an opportunity to do so. Yeah, yeah, maybe I'll put that on my bucket list. I like seeing historical places like Yeah. Yeah, it's really really interesting uh seeing that. But so for you when it was happening, you didn't quite understand that just like me, you didn't understand the full scope and significance of that day at that like in the moment. Not at all. We were kids, right? Yeah, so 11, 12 years old, very immature. I mean, I'm pretty sure Pokémon was in at the time. I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. I remember that the big thing that uh, 9-11 threw off for, for me as a kid and how it affected my kid life was that we the big thing that um, we would do at school is every uh, year would go to Washington, D.C. And me being a fifth grader, that was my year because that was a fifth grade thing. Once you're a fifth grader, you get to go to Washington, D.C. as the school trip. But because of 9-11, we didn't get to go do that. We I, I forget where we went. I don't think. We went somewhere not as fun though, somewhere else. Oh, actually, we went to Toronto, so that was kind of fun, getting to go Very to Toronto. Nice. But not, you know, Washington D.C. would have been cool too. I I want to go ahead and segue into D.C. Then, um, let's talk about the D.C. shooter. Yeah, uh, and, I, and to your credit, it probably didn't affect you at all. Yeah, actually, I'd say it didn't because this would be the first thing. This happened before nine right? eleven. I think or, so. Or yeah. Around around the same time, yeah, I don't remember when it happened, but uh, I remember other shootings for sure. Do you remember well, the D.C. shooting? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, D Washington D.C. is about one hour away from where I am. Oh, that would be why I didn't. I forgot how close it is to you, brother. They didn't know where the fuck he went for wait, like. A so couple... wait, so nine eleven even would have more significance to you even because of how damn close that is because the Washington. Wait, Washington didn't get hit, did it? It was going. <laughs> Washington didn't get hit, but the, the Pentagon. Uh, 
the plane was heading towards the White House, though, and it went down in, in Pennsylvania. The Pentagon got hit, and that's in Virginia, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know where the Pentagon is. Virginia, it was just sure. But, uh, uh, no, okay, okay, I'll tell this. Real quick, just jumping on 9-11 one more time. There was another kid in my class who was, like, a, a crying, like, on another level. Like, like oh, it shaking. freaked him out. Yes, because he was, like... um. Uh, I guess he tried to call his mom at lunch that day and she didn't answer. And she was like, sometimes my mom travels to New York city. And oh damn. We, this kid was going through a world of emotions and me and the other kids started like making fun of him and shit. And we were oh, like, stop dude, crying. No. <laughs> like, <laughs> like your so fucking mom's up. fine. She's fine. So you weren't, like, you weren't joking around that the mom was dead then. That's good. No, no. But we were like, dude, fucking get a grip, dude. Like, th this is happening in New York City. Like, it's hours away from here. Like, grow up. Like, yeah. stop trying to put a spotlight on, on yourself. But so, that's how kids are. Yeah, though, kids right? act, yeah. Kids say the darnest things. Yeah. But, uh, dude, the D.C. shooter, that was really scary because, uh, from my memory, it was a couple-week span where this guy had um, a couple confirmed kills. And apparently he had a military background. And nobody knew where he was. That's crazy. He was on the run after doing a shooting. And then, he, uh, from my understanding, he did another shooting and was still on the run. So, yeah, yeah. I remember my, uh, my parents being really, really shaken up by the DC shooter. Yeah, I actually don't rem remember that uh, incident almost at all, really. We can move on to Columbine. I don't remember that one either. I'll tell you the one that I that really stands in my head is the Las Vegas one when we get to that. But do you remember, were you, do you remember Columbine? You actually have a memory of that to being a thing? Yeah, yeah. I think I was I, maybe too young. Now, you're only um, a couple of years older than me, right? I don't want to do any research while I'm actually recording the show. Um, I think it happened in like 97. Um, so 1997, I was nine years old. I remember Columbine. Absolutely. It was the, to my understanding, the first major school shooting. It happened April 20th, 1999, 23 years 99. ago. Whoa. Oh God. So I was nine years old. I, I would have just turned nine years old five days prior. Uh, I mean, and, prior, and the fact uh, you think it's a little interesting that they filmed themselves doing all this. Yeah, that it is odd for sure. I remember seeing the um, I remember doing research on this more so after the fact than anything while it was happening. But yeah. uh, I remember seeing the security footage of like them walking through the schools with the gun and stuff. And this is the incident that uh, sparked a lot of schools across the nation doing, you know, some serious drills like some terrorist drills and uh school do you remember doing drills. that oh yeah yeah they'd send in the dogs have guard dogs uh, or, or drugs whatever dogs come through and sniff lockers and we would all have to you know hide and stay locked in our rooms and it, remember it guys get serious. underneath the table yeah just like yeah yeah just like in the 50s back in the day when they'd have to get under their desks to hide from the atomic bomb as if that was gonna protect them like they, I, I remember them telling us, here's what you should do. But I remember sitting there, even as a kid, imagining what I would really do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not fucking hiding underneath a desk. Like I imagine myself uh, running after the guy and shit like that. 
Well, I didn't imagine myself running after the guy, but I did imagine situ uh, situations or scenarios where like I'd, ha I'd have to run or escape from a window or some bullshit like that because I didn't like the idea of us all just being sitting ducks, just sitting there in the room, just waiting to be shot or whatever was going to happen. I do want to know the psychology behind fucking doing that. Yeah, like, is it more beneficial in the long run? Because all it did was just made me kind of somewhat fearful of a potential school shooting. And 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 what happened at Columbine? He, they went to the library first, and there was sitting ducks, and they went to each kid one by one and just fucking executed them. Yeah, that's a it's crazy. <clears throat> so that's yeah. definitely one of the big ones that stands out for people as far as school shootings go. Yeah, and the documentary Bowling for Columbine is still one of my favorite documentaries ever made. I'll have to watch that. I wonder if I have wow. seen that. That's know, a good I'm, one. I'm not sure, Michael Moore. Netflix? Uh, I don't think so. This is a classic at this point. Um, you would have to probably find this one on, on Amazon. No, oh, okay. But uh, <laughs> uh, dude, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and talk about the Vegas shooting. Oh, dude, that's I scary. remember being awake for that. Like, I remember this is the first because like 9-11, obviously, I remember it. I told you all the details of the day. Like, clearly, I remember it. But the Vegas shooting, I was an adult. You know, I've had some life experiences at this point. Like, I understand the gravity of the situation, like of people dying. Like, I'm fully understanding of that situation now. So, like, as I'm watching all this unfold, not watching, I wasn't in Vegas, but I was, you know, watching all the news articles, Twitter, following it, following it live. It was just crazy to me. Like, I mean, I, as it was coming out and I just, I couldn't, you were talking about how like that's country music. That's like America. Like you, right, right, right. That was. Yeah. Like you can't get much more American than, uh, you know, being at a country music concert. Like you're just, you're, you're just out barbecue. having a good time. Yeah, like all this shit that comes with country music, these people are having a good fucking time with your friends, family, whatever the case is. And that is a, 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 a for the most part, like rock music and hip hop. I assume uh, you might go to that with your friends and stuff like that. Country is probably attracting whole families. Yeah, that's uh. it. And then I, I remember watching the videos because these snippets of videos were coming out. And like, and as it was happening live, you know, some false stories were coming out too. Like, oh, there's another shooter down the road and like, and like all kinds of crazy shit. And I was like, holy shit, is this like a huge like situation? But no, it ended up just being the one guy. But that's, that is, would you, first of all, okay, here's a, here's a question. Would you stay? Because this happened at the, uh, his hotel room was the, at the NGM Grand. So. Would you stay at the same hotel room that he shot out of? Yeah, yeah, I would. You would. You would sure. not be afraid of that at all, because his his spirit, his ghost, could be haunting that room. Well, Mike, spirit. I I am a uh, religious man, and I believe that God has a lot of uh, say in my life. Whether I believe that or not, whether anybody believes that or not, that is what I believe. And so you believe you're protected if that situation if, if something is to happen to me in there it was supposed to happen probably supposed to <laughs> i mean that makes sense that's a good way to look at it too yeah. i don't know if i would have the balls to stay in the room personally i'm a man of god and they i actually think that you me. can't i think that they um don't allow that i think it's uh they actually blocked it off like sealed it off like i think it's no longer an active room god that's fucking creepy i would like, have done that like they actually boarded it up put new drywall new wallpaper paint or whatever it is and 
the so there's a door behind the drywall basically they sealed it off as if it doesn't even exist okay okay that's cool i like that then so no but, but like I think whatever that's what happened at least in terms of fear and stuff like that, you know, you hear about the schools and you hear about well, Walmart, you know, shootings happening there. But several uh, shootings uh, have come out even recently. But a concert, though, yeah. that's my point here. My a, a concert. Um, I, Dude, that, I was scared from my home in Chicago. Like, I can't imagine how scared those people were. Like, you well, just hear bullets flying. And also, the thing is, with the bullets flying, these people didn't know. Because we had the luxury of hearing the news story tell us where the bullets were coming from. But these people were just out in the dark hearing bullets, not a fucking clue of where they're coming from. Like, And you're in Vegas. There's noises out there. Yeah. So, you know, you got, you're hearing all this shit. You have no idea which direction to run. Like, are you running closer to the shooter or further away? I who, who is the guy who was playing whenever it all happened, too? Oh, that I don't remember, actually. And he he uh, sings Dirt, uh, Dirt Road Anthem. Chilling yeah, on a dirt road. Could you imagine that you're just doing a, you're just doing your show, having a good time singing, and then you just hear shots going off like that? Smoking like I'm Jones Jones. Pop, talk, pop, 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 pop. talk about a buzzkill. Jesus Christ! Yeah. Oh, wait, 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 wait to kill the night. Oh, kill the night. You know, and uh, <laughs> did you? Oh, this is what I wanted to ask you. Um, did you know any of the victims? No, no, no. I didn't know. Did you know anybody who knew any of the victims? No, I did. You. I did. Really? I did. How? Um, yeah, I used, about that. Well, I used to, um, I've been in the horror uh, business a long time. Whenever I say that, um, the, the, horror? Uh, horror, the, the, horror? The, the the haunted attraction oh, business. Oh, okay. Okay, I got you. I got you. Yeah. Um, and one of the guys who puts together the haunted attraction here in Hedgesville, uh, I think um, not his mom. But somebody that he's related to was one of the people who was uh, shot and killed. So I saw a lot of um, Facebook posts, and a lot of donation sites for that person. Yeah. Who lived in Hedgesville, where I live. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, my God. Shootings. Do you, were you awake when that Vegas shooting was actually happening, though? I was just like you, man. Follow. I was following that one like a hawk. Yeah, because I, it because it scared me. I was up all night. Like I just couldn't because it was also the thing was you didn't know when it was going to end, either. That and is like, one of the ones that I couldn't stop thinking about. Yeah. Oh yeah. And the thing I became obsessed about, like really, really obsessed about, is like the motive of why. Like why would somebody? I get it if you're unhappy, and I could understand maybe that you'd want to take your own life. But what I don't can't grasp i can't understand is why you need to take out a bunch of people with you like that's crazy like that's he um he was in a lot of debt wasn't he oh was he that's why yeah he owed a lot of money to casinos around there wow i knew that he had he was like in uh he had like a lot of connections like he would get free rooms and that kind of stuff because he gambled a lot but i didn't know if he was in trouble or not yep but yep. uh and apparently he had actually booked several rooms that week or weekend because he was contemplating it. He was contemplating doing it at different events. He wasn't sure which one he was going to pick. And I guess finally he decided on that country concert. And he had a whole arsenal in his fucking room. Dude, nope. just, just bring in all those suitcases of tons of guns. Like, that's fucking crazy. Can you imagine? Nobody saw that. <laughs> well, okay, but to the people who work, there's credit. 
A, they probably get paid like shit so they don't give a fuck. I've been there. Uh, B, since you don't get paid much, you don't give a fuck. That's the same point as the first one. Yeah, well, that's true. Like, why would you want to put your body on the line for, you know, shit money? I'm just supposed to fucking mop these floors. I'm not paying attention to this fucking guy. This guy put a lot of thought into it, though. He had a camera like he had uh, he had ordered room service and then left left the cart out by his door, set up a little camera so that he can monitor the hallway like this dude put some thought into this plan. This wasn't something he just decided on a Sunday. He had been planning this. That's why I think uh, all over the world. Uh, mental health should really get buckled down on. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, like maybe that could have been prevented. There was signs. There had to have been signs. You people don't just fucking do that. Something happens. Well, I think it was his own brother that came out that later said their father maybe abused them or something. So um, he used to get fucked in the ass. I was now, <laughs> allegedly. Sorry allegedly. to put it like that. Um, I mean, allegedly. Unwanted. And that has harbored some kind of <laughs> hate this beast inside of him that made him just mow down multiple people. Yeah, that's what I was just I couldn't I wanted to. And that's what's tough when you lose like when uh, like this guy ended up dying. Like so we never got to ask him. We never got to interview him. That's the biggest thing that I hate is when like there's no end. Like I want to hear the end of the story How, or the, like, the why. I'm sorry. The why. Why did you do this? Yeah, the guy had never had a vlog, no internet presence, nothing. Yeah. Um, but that's the one that really just sticks in my brain even now. Oh, oh, what was the other one? It's not a shooting, but do you remember that Boston bombing, the Boston massacre with the uh, the marathon? Yeah, some some kind of a triathlon, something like that. Yeah, some type of yeah, some type of race or something, and uh, they ended up setting off some bombs, and I guess the one dude ended up dying. And then the one guy was on the run. Like they shut down Boston or yeah, I think it was Boston. They shut down Boston for like one or two days looking for this kid. He ended up. Uh, yeah, could you imagine, um, you know, six months training every day, making sure your diet's right. Looking forward to this. You got it marked on your calendar. The day comes you're running down this road. You're having the time of your life. This is what you've been fucking working for. And then boom, your leg gets blown the fuck off and you slam off the ground. <laughs> Do you want to know what I want to know, though, is like, OK, so clearly these guys have, like you said, put a lot of time, a lot of effort. And they're like, OK, I'm, yeah, I got it in my calendar. I'm ready for this day. I want to know how many people have had something put on their calendar, planned it, spent months planning it out, working it out. And then that day comes and they're like, yeah, this is a bad idea. I'm not doing this. I wonder how many people actually change their mind and don't follow through. They're just like, they got this serious plan. They got their guns, the ammo, it's all ready. And they got their suitcase packed. They're about to walk out the door and like, what the fuck was I thinking? This is a well, terrible idea. Well, I'm on pay. He starts unpacking the suitcase, putting his guns away. I'm like, this was a shitty idea. I'm going to watch Netflix. This well, is crazy. It, thinking about how indecisive people are in general, just, just it, it's, it is in our DNA being indecisive, I think. <laughs> yeah. It just, you'd think there'd be a point where they would just be like, hey, this is, what am I doing? You ever see those like uh, those memes or whatever? They're like, you might be asking yourself, how did I get here? <laughs> <laughs> you might be asking yourself. Well, let me tell you. It all so started when I was five. To kind of keep on the shooting and to put a bow on the shootings. Um, looks Can like. Can you really put a bow on the shootings? Oh, God. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> that's terrible. Yeah. Here's your present. Episode seven. This but is there was one more thing. we didn't really discuss, though. 
the yeah. one that I actually really wanted to, the Batman one. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, real briefly. I don't you do you remember uh when the Dark Knight came out, 2008? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're talking concerts, we're talking all these places. Let's talk fucking movie theater. That's yeah. fucking intense. Heath Ledger's The Joker was the the big talk of the town at that point, his performance, you know, very iconic. So the movie was already out, correct? Yeah, it was in theaters. Okay. And this guy had seen it. Yeah, it's it's this is I'm going off of my memory. I could be wrong okay. on something, but my memory as my memory, my memory says that the movie had already been out. Apparently, you know, the Joker inspired this guy in some way because I think he was dressed up or something similar. I think face paint, yeah. Face paint, yeah. Ended up uh bringing a gun into a movie theater and shooting up the theater. And I don't know how many people died exactly. I think it was in Colorado though. I think that the strangest part about the whole thing is that he was wearing a uh, Miley Cyrus marketed uh, thong uh, for the whole thing. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Is that true? No, there was witnesses that saw it. <laughs> I got so it was 2012 that this happened. Oh, 2012. Wow. Interesting. Very interesting. So this happened. Oh, the Dark Knight Rises movie was out. But he was inspired by the Joker. Oh, maybe he was inspired by either Bane. Or maybe he was dressed like Joker at the Dark Knight Rises. Okay. Yeah. But it was the, yeah. So this was 2012, a little, little later, but still uh, same situation. But that's a, So the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because this still triggers my anxiety even today. Like we had just saw uh, the new Doctor Strange movie. Multiverse. Oh, wow. So you're saying like in theaters. Yeah. Yeah. You're getting anxiety in the theater because of this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah still today and and not every single time and i'm not talking like crippling anxiety we're like oh my god oh my god like i'm not talking like I crazy can't move yeah, yeah. I, i'm not losing my mind but a few times during a movie now i'll sit and think and like oh man i hope nobody in here is like having a bad day and gonna take us out like but no joke i've thought that like even during recent when I, when we saw dr strange multiverse so of madness that's what i thought that's this isn't true. just uh, like a lingering thought. This is something that's sticking you there for a minute. Well, yeah, it's because, you know, this all this crazy shit happening. It just makes you think like, well, is today my day? Like, you know, is today going to be my, my unlucky day? Well, so I'm looking around the theater seeing you, know, you, you people friendly. Like this seems kind of specific, though. Um, You're not you're not thinking this in the grocery store. No. Yeah, you're right. I'm not thinking it in the grocery store. I'm so not thinking is, it in the grocery store. I'm not thinking about it at really any store, but I think about it at the movie theater. And it's because it's so, uh, because it's so, so dark. And it, yeah. It's dark, a little bit of a confined space. It's not like you could just sprint out of, you know, away. You, you know, you can only really sprint uh, to the left and right in your own aisle. And you have a high chance of tripping. <laughs> oh yeah. High chance of tripping, high chance of, you know, something going wrong. There goes you know. your ACL. Yep. <laughs> He's like, fuck my knee, but you're getting blasted in the back of your head. Yeah. Like, I could just see myself having this plan. Like, okay, if I just run straight for that exit. And then as soon as I get up, boom. <laughs> just like, the moment I stand up, he just pops me right in the head. <laughs> but what I'm, but uh, how many people did he take out? Do you, do you remember that? I am looking uh, in the chat logs right here. Couple people. We talking a dozen. We're talking twelve people. Twelve people died. Seventy people injured. Oh so, God! So he was so, spraying. Oh, he was spray. Yeah, he was. He was spraying. Shit. Like I can't even imagine. Like you know, you're just sitting next to somebody like that, and they just pull out a gun from their jacket or some crazy shit. 
what would even go through your mind? Like, I can't even fucking imagine it. Like, there's certain situations. Like, how do you even imagine that situation? Dude, you would learn so much about yourself in that oh. moment because you would find out right then and there if you are a what what do they call it? Uh fight or flight. Yeah. Yeah. What 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 are yeah. And everyone can talk. Oh, well, I would fight him. I'd punch him right in the fucking face. But until you act told it actually happens and you get a feel for how you'd respond, you you don't know. You might be so panicked you instantly think just to sprint away, like run away. That might be if it happens too. to me. Um, you're going to hear uh, a scream that you may confuse for my four year old, but I, I am doing that scream. <laughs> but it's coming from a man. I, I am running. <laughs> so there. So in your head, you don't think there's any chance where you're just like, I'm gonna fight this guy. I'm gonna go for him. It's all about right place, right time for me. If I, dude, okay, honestly, if I see myself in a circumstance where in my mind tells me even, bro, you have a fucking chance to stop this. Uh, I'm, I think that I would take that chance. Um, but, but there's another side of me that is very much so get the fuck to your car. Now <laughs> we are out of here. Like, but daddy, what about the people who are dying? Doesn't matter. We are I leaving. Want, want, want. Death is on route. Fucking leave. You know, I like have it in my head that I would be some like crazy hero. Like I would stand up and like, I would spear him to the ground or something or tackle the gun out of his head but like realistically i'd probably i would probably die honestly i probably would like I, just don't do it to me please <laughs> your name i can picture myself love. i can picture myself getting the courage to like save the day and i'm like okay okay i'm gonna do it one three two one okay boom and i just he just shoots me as soon as i try to do it and that would be my you are the kind of motherfucker that would just scream something to bring all the attention to you but like, but you're like, going I, down. he was like, I literally heard you counting down to when you were going to try to attack me. I'm like, fuck, I said that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Three, two, one. Oh, yeah, but man. that's why. So I think that that uh, little, little triggers, triggers my anxiety just a little bit. Guys, Not, uh, yeah, but sorry, I, I just a quick disclaimer. I made a couple jokes there. Um, I wanted to make it very known that I only made jokes about that because it doesn't trigger my anxiety. So, yeah, but it's gonna trigger, <laughs> <laughs> but it's gonna trigger mine, and I'm probably gonna be hyperventilating later. No, no. Um. Okay, so we're in the home stretch here. Um. Thank you guys so much for listening to episode seven. We have uh, one more story for you. Yeah, I think you wanted to tell us a, a Scooby Doo theater story. Something you don't do a Scooby Doo. <laughs> wow. Is that well? That's what the rumor is. I thought I just thought that it'd be a decent way to end the show if we talk about the Batman shooting in the theater and then we end it with another theater story. Is this a positive um, theater story? That, well, it's it's a true story. Okay. We'll take true. Um we'll take so, it. Uh, Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo uh, came out, what, 99, 2000? Go ahead and get back on Google. Scooby-Doo came out uh, whenever I was a little kid. Um, my sister was really into Scooby-Doo. I've never really been that big of a Scooby-Doo fan, but my mom is like, all right, kids, we're all getting in the minivan and we're heading down to watch old Scooby-Doo in theaters. Looks like 2002. Um, 2002. Okay. Um, the sun was out. I am a ginger. Uh, my mom said, you better make sure you put on some sunblock. It's going to be a hot day. Um, and I got 
sunblock in my eyes. Yeah, that probably burned a little bit. Dude, it was excruciating. Um, it really one of my eyes was not that bad, but one of uh, the other eye, ooh, got dominated by some sunblock. And I, I I look at my mom while I try to, and I say, I got it in my eyes. Fuck this hurts. And uh she's like, for one, do not cuss around me. <laughs> but for two, um, you you should know better not to put sunblock in your eyes. Now get in the van. <laughs> yeah, oh, she didn't she didn't give two fucks. No, she didn't. Uh we your, mis- we were, your mistake, basically. Well, we're primarily going to the movie theater for my sister. It's not even for me. So I'm going along. And I remember stumbling my way into the movie theater to watch Scooby-Doo. And I didn't get to enjoy a second of the movie. I was in excruciating pain the whole time. Were you telling your mom? Yeah, I was like, Mom. Mom, it's really bad, Mom. Can I get a sip of the Coke to kind of take away like my mind from the pain for a minute? But, uh, just shut up, Travis. I I still have uh, sworn off anything Scooby Doo ever since then. I fucking hate Scooby Doo. Wow, so you didn't see the sequel then? I love Matthew Lillard, but I won't watch Scooby Doo. Well, the sequel sucked anyway. So, oh, I enjoyed the first one though. That so you, you're a big you Scooby Doo critic. Uh, I, I wouldn't say I'm a big no. No, I wouldn't Scooby-Doo. say that. I love them. <laughs> no, Scooby Doo. I mean, they were okay. They were okay movies. But so your your eyes were burning. Your mother didn't do anything, and and that was that. Then did you ever you had to sit through the entire movie like that? Yeah, that's that's pretty much the end of the story. I don't really have anything else other than that. But, uh, <laughs> oh god, it kind of sucks to end the fear episode on a funny story. I don't really. Move. Well, let's get back to death then. Okay. Yeah, yeah. To close this out, what do you? So do you have any final thoughts on death? Actually, I don't of- know if we never. I don't even know if we touched on this. Are you afraid of dying? No. Not even 1% afraid of dying. I hate to say this um, because I know it freaks out people, but uh, I can't, I kind of can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, you can't wait to die. Um, as we'll find out throughout these episodes, which if you've listened to other episodes of the Travis Dupour show, um, I have, I've experienced a lot of loss in my life. A lot of very important pillars of my life are gone. Um, and I, being a religious guy, you know, I'm, I'm not going to Bible thump on this show, but if if it is as beautiful and as great as what people say, I very much so am looking forward to it. Um, so, you, so you're looking forward to something that's much better than what this world offers. Yes. I've seen a lot of the horrors of this life. I've seen how the presidents are, how politics are, Dude, how all the world is. Yeah. How cold everything is! How li- how many people lie and how many people life. use and manipulate people? Deception, all these things, and I just I'm not interested in in that, dude. <laughs> dude, I bet honestly, no joke, we could probably dedicate a whole episode to this whole type of topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but that just being a part of my personal fabric, um, I cannot wait. To get the fuck out of here now with that being said with that being said um i am not suicidal i don't you're not uh, looking to die i don't practice that kind of ideology uh but at the same time um if my time comes 
I have, oh man, I've, I'm super grateful for everything that I've gotten to experience here, but if it ends, I'm, I'm ready to go. Well, you know, I'm a Christian too. And I, now that you say that, I kind of feel bad for saying what I'm about to say. Cause like, I'm, I'm terrified of dying and, you know, maybe as a Christian, I shouldn't be because what awaits me in theory is uh, much better than anything this world could ever offer. Sure. But uh, yeah, there's just something about it. Maybe, I guess I don't want to feel the pain. I don't want to feel, uh, yeah, I don't want to die in a, a painful way, like something very tragic, like a, a dying in a fire, gunshot, being stabbed, something pretty serious. If your death was somehow contributed to karma, bad karma that you've uh, established over the years, if you were a shit person, I don't think you are, but if you were a shit person and that bad karma had built up and then you did have an excruciating way out, weren't you kind of expecting that? I mean, expecting it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know about expecting it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also of the belief though, that there's no such thing as a good person. I think we, I think there's people who do good things, but I don't think there's such thing as a good person. I just think that we're all capable of doing bad things. Is what that's why the that. phrase uh, skeletons you're in your closet. That's why that's a phrase. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I guess for some reason I'm just pretty terrified of uh, death in in general. It, it kind of frightens me. I'm not gonna lie. Um, the only thing I'm scared for is leaving my daughter behind, and yeah. and you know, with all due respect, my fiance too. Uh, anybody who is still alive, um, you know, it will suck to leave them. But uh, but the thing that does scare me is is my daughter because that is me. Yeah, yeah, it's family. Yeah, and uh, I get what you mean, man. I feel like we could dedicate a whole episode to something, uh, <clears throat> topics along this uh, theme in the future at some point. But yeah, that's just the general thing for me is uh, not looking forward to that. But yeah, I mean, what you said though really inspired me as far as like the Christian mindset. You know that it's really something to consider. As far that's, as that's uh, how I feel. Um, okay, guys, Travis Dufour show episode seven. Uh, thank you guys so much for uh, coming along the journey with us. Uh, we're going to be diving into multiple different topics. If you listen to this whole thing, thank you so much. Um, Mike, uh, any absolute final thoughts? Well, let's hope that neither of us are dying anytime soon because I'm having fun doing this podcast and uh, would not let uh, would not want that to happen. In general, we talked about a lot of uh, different things, some uh, you know from school shootings and dying in a whole bunch of ways i mean it was so it was kind of a negative uh, podcast in some way but hopefully we made it a little bit fun and still had some good moments too uh we definitely dive into a lot of uh serious topics here on this show and some will be even more serious than than the ones we discussed tonight but yeah i'm just saying in general um death sucks pretty much all the things we talked about sucks but hey we're here we got to make the most of life and and that's that it was tough for me to be serious on this episode as I am uh, trying to fully dive into this uh, comedy career um, as I've been uh, trying to find the funny in everything that I think about. Uh, I hope that nobody that listens to this episode thinks that I was maliciously coming after any of these topics. Um yeah. If if we laughed about anything, it was in good fun. Yeah, and I hope that you realize I, that. Yeah, for sure. Because I know I laughed at a couple of things that I'm sure could be taken the wrong way uh, as well. But 
yeah, well, we meant no disrespect by, by absolutely anything we've discussed tonight. So good luck trying to cancel us now, you pieces. Exactly. Of shit. We we wrapped all of the shit that we said with an apology right in the same episode. <laughs> See, you can't cancel us. We apologized already. Can't cancel somebody who apologizes. Okay, guys. Thank you so much for listening to Episode 7. Catch us on Episode 8. We will see you very soon. Goodbye.